Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. This is 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. And joining me in the studio is Elliot Danker from The Breakfast Huddle back once again. Elliot, great to have you back on. How are you? I'm doing good. Why didn't we do this sooner? You know, talk sports. I know. I've always wanted to. But then, <laughs> you know, we have such busy schedules, particularly in the morning. Yeah. But I'm yeah. glad we've now found time. We have our two finalists for mm. Euro 2020. Italy will take on England at Wembley. England, of course, have home advantage. Mm. Now, heading into the game, they've only conceded one goal. Now, that was against Denmark yeah. in their semi-final. What did you make of their performance, you know, having taken that game to extra time, finally conceding a goal to come back from 1-0 down? I believe towards the 80-something minute, and I saw it was still one all, and I looked, okay, well, Denmark scored first. England managed to equalize, but that's only because of an own goal. I was thinking, you know what? England's not going to make it. They're going to go to the penalty shootout, and they're going to face Kasper Schmeichel, who is going to come out the hero. Uh, but somehow they grinded it out during extra time. In fact, the penalty given during extra time was saved initially, but Harry Kane managed a good follow through and it looks like destiny is waiting for them. So one fairy tale ends, but hey, there's still another fairy tale happening. I think if he just tipped that penalty a little bit more to yeah. the left, then Harry Kane would have found it a little bit harder. But you mentioned that Casper Schmeichel, what a game he oh, had. And yeah. uh, it could have, you know, you mentioned the fairy tale. A fair play to Denmark. They have outdone themselves in this tournament. Heads held high, for Heads sure. held high, for sure. But also Raheem Sterling. He's been the star of the tournament mm. for England alongside Harry Kane. That penalty incident. Penalty or no penalty? So Roy Keane, uh, who was speaking on ITV, came out to say that he felt it was a bit of a soft penalty. I don't know, man. It was a very even game, if you ask me. And it was always going to be down to one of these type of decisions, right? A penalty, an own goal, and all of it happened. It provided everything. Yeah, it was quite a game, and particularly because it went to extra time, we thought, because the game before that was uh, Italy against Spain. That went to penalties as well, uh, so yeah, we just yeah. thought maybe it could be round two. Once again, let's talk about their defensive setup, because mm. they're going to come up against not a bad attacking side. Harry Maguire, John Stones, Kyle Walker, happy with this centre-back pairing? It's going to be this way. I mean, you, you, you're going to have, and I, I, I would just take Kyle Walker out of the equation, you're looking at a different kind of four at the back. First, got to get through Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice. They started again today. Then you got to get through Harry Maguire and John Stones. Nemanja Vidic, Manchester United defensive legend, has come out to say that Harry Maguire has improved so much, right? So you're going to go up against these four. It's like literally two walls that you have to get through. Uh, but let's not forget, we're talking about Italian side with pace. And that pace is going to come from the right flank in the form of Federico Chiesa. So if it's right flank, he's going up against a very informed Luke Shaw. Uh, these two sides could eventually cancel each other out. You know, I mentioned that defensive sort of setup that yeah. Italy have as well. I was telling you off air, 2007, okay. when the new Wembley was opened, England under 21 against Italy under 21. Right. The only surviving member from that team to play in this game <laughs> is the Italian captain, Giorgio Chiellini. Yeah, yeah. Now, he will be leading how to side. Of course, Italy have the best defensive setup, but they're going to come up against 
Harry Kane, Raheem yeah. Sterling, Jack Grealish, possibly mm. off the bench. We saw that he was substituted yeah. after coming on yeah. as a sub. How do you think they're going to fare against England attackers? Best defensive setup, not necessarily best defensive record. I mean, you still can't believe that Jordan Pickford has only conceded one goal. What's he done for Everton this entire season, right? But you're going up against uh, Donnarumma in uh, the Italian side. That's excellent. Honestly, you've got you've got Chiellini, you've got Benucci. You worry that they're all... But let's not forget, no, Harry Kane is not exactly the fastest striker. He doesn't exactly have a lot of pace. If anything's going to happen, any magic's going to happen, it's going to be in the form of a Raheem Sterling. But he is a little smaller physically compared to the Italian defenders that he's going up against. So again, I, I, I'm still sticking with the fact that they might cancel each other out. I know it's too early to call in our conversation, but there's a high chance he'll go into extra time or even penalties. Yeah, the Italians started off this tournament as what you labelled them dark horses. Oh, yeah. Roberto Mancini, 33 games unbeaten. In terms of Mancini's sort of setup, how impressed have you been by the way Italy have played during this tournament? There are two people that I'm... Okay, apart from Chiellini or Insigne, the two people that I'm very impressed with are Jorginho. Ballon d'Or contender. Yeah, and Marco Varati. Didn't really start the tournament, but look how he grows every game. He's not the tallest guy, but he is imposing himself in that midfield, and that's where the battle is always won, right? So we call Italy dark horses. We've been calling out a lot of key players, but the ones that are kind of out of the spotlight, doing all the work, are your, you know, Angolo Kante type of characters. And in this sense, Marco Verratti. Yeah, the hype is certainly with England, though. Oh, Football's yes. coming home once <laughs> Wembley again. Wembley Stadium final. Wembley Come Stadium on. final as well. They have it on home turf. They have everything going for them as yeah, well. Yeah. Elliot, you caught up with a few people ahead of this game to, you know, get their thoughts. Uh, let's first listen to what Johan had to say. Both of these teams have massive momentums behind them and picking a winner is extremely difficult. But I think England's going to win this one. 1-0. Ending 55 years of hurt, and man to watch is Mr. Harry Kane. He's saying that England's going to win 1-0. It's an interesting pick because I think a lot of people thought that if England were going to beat Denmark, which they did, it'll be by the odd goal. One thing's for sure, I can tell you this final, we will not get a huge scoring final. Not like the one in 2012 where it was the biggest win for a Euro competition. Italy, nil, Spain, four. That's not going to happen this time around. Yeah, you do say low scoring because Pickford has barely conceded just one goal as well. You know, here's another little stat that I just found. You know, the Euro 2020 final will be the first contested between two men that will be knocked out of a European Championship semi-final as a player and progressed from one as a manager. Yes! So Southgate and Mancini. Yes! My goodness, I didn't think about that. That's brilliant. So, you know, they could, of course, both of them could create history. Yeah. And uh, Mancini, we saw what he did at Manchester City. Yeah. And um, it'll be quite interesting to say. So, Johan, of course, thinks England will win. Will Alvin agree with him? I think uh, this is going to be an exciting game because the Italians are built defensively. They, they are very, very well organized and structured. And then the English have got really, really good attacking flair. And for the most part of Euros, they've only let in one goal. So I think the English team is on form at this moment. Uh, Plus, the head-to-head is uh, 16 wins out of 16 for England in England. So my prediction is 1-0 to England. Oh, another 1-0. But the thing is, if you think about it, the Italians have more final experience in that sense. They were finalists in the year 2000, uh, where they lost to France finalists in the year 2012 where they lost to Spain 
They did win the competition, but that was way back in 1968. You wonder, does that count for anything? There's an interesting little head-to-head uh, fixture that I remember. I was yeah. actually still in school uh, <laughs> at this time. It was that one when it went to the shootout and Andrea Pirlo uh, scored oh. that cheeky penalty to send Italy through. They, in fact, uh, went on to lose to Spain. Uh, but of course, uh, I'm sure you remember that game quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that, that was a different Italian side, wasn't it? it. Uh, not the fastest, but in terms of class and the accuracy with passing, oh, that's the kind of Italy that uh, we're used to. The Italians have been blessed with great goalkeepers. You had uh, Gianluigi Buffon, mm. and now you have uh, Gigi Donnarumma. The people that you've asked so far have gone with England. England yeah. Will we get a differential, as I like to call it? Let's see what Scarlett had to say. I legit cannot believe how lucky England is again. Definitely am looking forward to what surely would be an explosive and brutal final ahead. I desperately want the Italians to win, but we know football needs an element of luck, uh, which England is having a lot. So I am actually predicting England to win it. Well, I used to be a long-suffering England fan, so I know it would be nice for the long-suffering England fans out of there to finally have something to celebrate. Sterling is going to be a major threat to the Italian uh, defensive system. Wow. Uh, she brings a good point. You know, long-suffering England fans. I'm one of them. I'm not sure about you. And I have refused to believe throughout the entire tournament that they would go all the way. I haven't said that they're going to lose. i just like, you know what? I'm not even going to get on this hype train. And even right, it, it's worked so far. Right now, I'm not going to get on that train either. Yeah, because you don't want to jinx it. <laughs> you know it. what? The you banana peel is it. just there, you know. <laughs> but I like what you said about luck and you need luck. Yeah. England have had an incredibly, incredibly favourable yeah. draw. Yeah. They played against Germany and then they went on to play against Ukraine and then Denmark. You look at the other side of the draw, mm. Italy had it a lot tougher. And they've come out of these games a lot stronger. You mm. look at Italy played against Belgium. They played against Spain. I know they played tougher against Austria. Teams. Much tougher teams. Belgium ranked number one in yeah. the world. And to, you know, having already, you know, passed these tests with flying colours, do they start this game as favourites? You can't help but think that. But then that's not fair as well because England's got home ground advantage. You've got, what, 60,000 fans in the stadium cheering for you. Now that is also, that also makes you favourites, right? Psychological edge and all. Again, I think it's going to be an even game. People are afraid to believe. I think whatever the case, one, it's either going to come home or a banner, as I saw earlier, it's coming to Rome. Oh, that's a nice one. But I tell you what, you know, right now we are seeing um, lots of fans, long-suffering England fans, really benefiting from all of this. I mean, if you own a Gareth Southgate 1995-97 England home shirt, it'll be worth £300 now. And Emil Heskey, 2009 home shirt worth £400. But this one is the the weirdest one of all for me, you know. Um, you know, Panini sticker book? Uh, so, a Euro 2000 Panini England squad sticker is worth, just a sticker, is worth £90. But I'm thinking, didn't they get knocked out at the group stage in Euro 2000? Of course, but you know, you know. interestingly, you mentioned all these sticker albums. I used to collect all these uh, match attack sort of cards ah, way back. You better keep them. I do. I have a, I have a Fernando Torres shiny edition oh. from uh, that time. I think I also have a Cristiano Ronaldo one nice, as well. Nice. And now these, of course, these collectibles. But England, of course, love their retro jerseys. Oh, and yeah, Southgate, yeah. can he do it? That's the prediction. Quickly, before I let you go, let's get the prediction. to put you on the spot here. How do you think this final is going to play out? Penalty shootout, England to win. England oh, to win. Oh my God. I so so Jordan, Jordan Pickford to be the hero. Okay, if I'm going to go specific, right, Jordan Pickford won't be the hero. It'll be an Italian that misses. 
Now, It'll be a Roberto Baggio, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think out of all Italians, who is most likely to miss? That's the thing, right? Locatelli. He missed the first so? one against oh, Spain, yes. right? Pressure. Oh, dear. Well, all will be revealed on Monday morning. Who Harry Kane might miss? <laughs> Harry Kane might miss as well, but he has a he had his penalty saved. But all will be revealed come Monday morning. Thank you, Elliot, so much for joining me on the show. And I uh, look forward to having this conversation or the review with you uh, on Monday morning, nice and early. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.